This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is eight minutes after five o'clock and it's time for the bonding session. We're taking your calls on 086-000-2032 and your voice notes on 614 You can also drop me an X at Aldrin Sampia. And today our co-host is Desri Chauke, as you may have heard a bit earlier on. And you can also X at her at Desri Chauke. A lot of people are saying, ah, now I know her, now I know her, now I know her. <laughs> but anyway, I see Kola. How soon they forget. <laughs> so, um, the topic is? Well, we're just asking people, just in terms of where you come from. And of course, we've got different backgrounds and different stories to tell. But uh, it, it defines who we are, right? Where yeah. we come from. So, we want to ask, um, has it propelled or impeded you? where you come from, just in terms of your success, your outlook on life and the things you'd like to achieve for yourself. Do you sometimes feel you're not good enough just Mm -hmm. because you come from a particular background or do you feel confident going into market or going into chasing your dreams because of where you come from? Yeah, actually somebody just sent through a WhatsApp message um, and it's like literally just one line. Let me see how many words, one, two, three, four, five. My background left me traumatized. Um, I don't know what this uh, listener's experience is, but you can only imagine that sometimes when we speak about post-traumatic stress disorder, how that um, also uh, plays out sometimes in the workplace and in your adulthood as well. You know why I love that line, uh, Aldrin? It's precisely why I wanted to have the kind of conversation because I'm older now and with hindsight, I'm able to recognize that you didn't, the kind of trauma you experienced didn't have to uh, be part of your way forward. You have some sort of agency in how you can decide uh, what becomes of you going on from here on. You recognize these are the traumas I've gone through. Um, These are the perceptions that have uh, 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 directed my life. Mm -hmm. But from now on, what is the way we're going? And I'm going to be the driver taking it from here. Okay. Kind of thing. Let's go to the lines. 0614-104-107. You can drop us an X and you can also send us a X at Aldrin Simpier. Our studio line is 086-000-2032. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, your experience and what you've realized about uh, your reflections in terms of how your background has influenced um, your success Um whether it has become an impediment or whether it has actually propelled you. I'd love to hear from you and your experience around that. Let's go to the lines. All right, on the lines, we have uh, Anonymous from Johannesburg, knows Desiree's mom and her Shabin. Uh, hi, you're probably from Orlando East or not. Uh, I'm not Desiree, I'm from North Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just across the road. <laughs> yes. Your mom, Sabine, or Terry Sabine, was the best in Soweto. And your mom made the most scrumptious fish and gravy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my aunt used to make that, and everybody speaks about it until today. Terry, your mom. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, whoever made that fish, it was the best. <laughs> I let my aunt know. We used to walk over to your mom's place on a Saturday night and on a Sunday afternoon. And when I saw you on TV the first time, I said to my late husband, Tao, that is a doctor. Oh, sweet. And then he would phone his friend 
en die boek sy die vriend, vir die TV op 3, ou Terry sy dochter is daar op. <laughs> Desiree, you haven't changed a bit from the time I saw you the first time as a 10 year old. And and thank you so much for that. And, um, you know, when I think of Nordgesig and how we were separated as communities and yet you had similar issues and also finding our way through uh, just this difficult South Africa as Absolutely. it was transforming into a democracy as well. But just tell your aunt her fish was the best. I will most certainly do. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Thanks for calling Bye. in. Okay, 0614-104-107. And you can also drop us a voice note on 0614-104-107. Afternoon, Aldrin. Thanks for the topic. Our background, how it makes us, how it's part of us, especially Africa. We can say a lot about that. I grew up in the farm environment with my dad. He didn't go to school. He would just relate bedtime stories to us. But by the time I began school, I was so ready. My memory and my mind were so ready for school. That is just how the this parent who didn't go to school helped and prepared me for school. So however, said our humble beginnings, it has a positive outcome, depending on how we look at it. I do always look at my growing up saying with health challenges and I am now so conscious of um, the state of health I'm dealing with Heal Africa program and I'm dealing with healthy eating for the elderly in the community and agriculture that's all that I've learned with my background in the farming community I'm grateful for that and I've seen that also with Nelson Mandela growing up fatherless and I became the father of the nation that's how we can really turn our pain into pearls. We turn our wounds into wisdom, and we can turn those stumbling blocks into stepping stones. That I do believe wholeheartedly. This is Nikki Way from Mangawin. Thank you. I absolutely love that, Aldrin, because it's what we're talking about, right? That it it, it doesn't have to always yeah. end badly. Sometimes it can end well. Yeah, certainly. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Good afternoon, how is everyone? From SAFM, he's speaking to Tony here. I just wanted to mention that it's not about the school or mm. it's about the background. It's about you as an individual, where you want to go in life. Um, you can come from the back, like the poorest background, but end up owning a company or being a CEO of a company. So I always say, I always tell this to my child that it's not about the school, it's about you as an individual. If you want to achieve something and be someone, you must push. It's all about fighting for something. Mm. It's not about the school, it's not about the expensive private school, it's about you as a person. If you want to do it, I can take a child and put them in a most expensive school ever and only to find that they're failing and only to find that you know, if you've taken them to a normal school, they'll still fail. So it's not about the school, it's about the child. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's really the truth. Um, Maybe there is some level of truth to it, but a good education does also influence um, and propel towards a better life. 
I was thinking about it actually as I was preparing for this conversation between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was thinking just if you, if there's one thing you talk about during this conversation, it should be education. Yeah. Because it's the equalizer, right? Um, it's the one well, thing that allows you doesn't. to enter into rooms. <laughs> yeah. There's many yeah. other factors, but education is high up there um, that allows you to enter into the spaces that will allow you to, to some extent, achieve your dreams. Yeah. It builds up confidence as well. It really Absolutely. does build up build up confidence. Zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. You can also drop us an X at Aldrin Simpia, and uh, you can give us a call on zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. All right, we have a call now from uh, Donald. Donald, you're calling us from Rustenburg. Hello, how are you? This Eldrin and to me. We are good. We are good. Thank you. Ah, uh, good, good. Yeah, I can say I'm one of the people. Like my background impacted me to a great extent in a bad way, Eldrin. Mm -hmm. In a bad way. I think I always blame my late father, Eldrin, because with the level of knowledge I was having back then when I was young, I'm sure if he transferred me to a better school by that time, I could be someone big in the media industry. Not just more than those Ruben Barways of, you know, in Zimbabwe. Mm hmm. But because of the situation back then, yeah, my father was not earning that much. He was working in the government as an agricultural extension officer. So mm -hmm. that amount was not yeah. But if I can compare to my cousin, who was even down in terms of... Okay, can I ask you really, something? Yeah. How old are you now? Now I'm 34. Because there's that thinking um, that goes, and I, I know it's very divisive. Mm. It says... Up to a certain stage in your life, you can blame your parents for the things yeah. that have gone wrong in your life, but there needs to be a time when you make your decisions yeah. and say, all right, I acknowledge where I've come from and how it didn't help to get me to certain mm -hmm. uh, opportunities that I would have loved to, to have. But starting from here, yeah. what decisions do I Yeah, it's about the agency that you spoke about To change about it around. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know I if can, that resonates with you, Donald. Yeah, I can hear you. I can, I, I can, I, I can hear you what you are saying. But now is like as of now, at my age right now. Even if I, my intention back then, like right now, if I can want to take you, like if I can take it back, I don't think I'm going, I'm going to be achievable now. Already late. Yeah. No, 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 Donald. Don't give up. Don't give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. Try, push, 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 push. And like um, Desiree saying... It's literally saying, part of the reason um, we're having these conversations. Yeah. And, and it's also about uh, internalizing your own power, your own strengths and focusing on those and then realizing that you have your own agency. Um, but, but thank you so much for that call. I was about to say now um, that I was thinking earlier on about growing up in a, in a poor area, right? Yeah. Um, or just growing up as a child is... With when it comes to when it, I want to ask you something though yeah. quickly, Aldrin. As you were growing up, did you think you were poor, or did you discover later on that maybe I'm not so okay? Yeah. No, uh, listen, it was rubbed in my face. I I, I knew it was even very, as a child. Even as a child, okay, I, I knew from the onset that that I'm poor. Yeah, but I want to go to the point that Donald is raising, and that is, so 
when when you are born, you are born into a family with certain rituals and certain traditions, including culture and religion and so forth, right? You are born into those. You don't have, you don't, you can't exercise agency and so forth. But later on in your life, you actually do exercise agency exactly. and say that perhaps maybe Christianity is not for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk to Mac in Durban. Mac, how's the traffic in Durban? We're looking on television and seeing that... Uh, um, the transportation of uh, uh, Umduana's body is causing quite some traffic there. Are you home already? Yes. We have a bit of a bad line with Mac. Okay, um, Mac, um, the line there isn't clear, so we're going to try and see if we can get back to Mac. Let's take some voice notes in the meantime. 614 Hi, Aldrin. Ntutuga um, here from Edenvale. Um, psychologically, your history does play a role mm. um, on how you approach um, your future. Um, you know, I come from a, a home where we were, uh, where my mother was quite strict, my father was quite strict, and we were church-going people. That strictness did not go away. Uh, my mother's teachings did not go away. They influence um, the kind of decisions I, uh, I make as, as a leader today uh, on how to treat people yeah. uh, and how to engage with people, how to treat an elder, uh, you know, playing into the empathy space, playing into what good leadership is. So, so absolutely, it does play a role. Um, and, and again, it, it speaks to how parents um, teach their children um at home as well it's not just about schooling and that they influences the child's future mm. holistically absolutely good afternoon safm and to the listeners you were mentioning education and i fully agree the the opportunity that education opens and that i would like to challenge any teacher listening to this to question themselves whether they are teaching because it's a job or whether they realize the responsibility and the possibilities that they carry to inspire, motivate, and get kids uh, to a future that's much brighter. Um, no matter whether you're teaching at a rural school or at a, at a high-end private school, are you doing this because it's just a job? In which case, you're just doing it because you have to? Or are you understanding the, the impact that you yeah. could have on future generations? Yeah. Um, and how are you conducting yourselves as you're teaching these lessons? That's Every a, single one of us can remember those teachers from our time that were inspiring, motivating, and involved. Where do you want to be as a teacher? Thank you. Mr. Jacobs is one of those teachers from me. North Gesach. Actually, I went to North Gesach Primary School. <laughs> That's oh, where I did really? my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's my uh, primary school principal, Mr. Tenza. We actually celebrated his life last year. Nice. Um, it's his birthday in October. So just ahead of October, happy birthday, Dr. Tenza. He's that one for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we were unable to talk to Mac earlier. Apparently, Mac is back. Mac? Yes, Desiree. Yeah, welcome. Once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo, 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 for me, where I come from, my background uh, was not a fancy background. I come from a rural area, from a farming community. But I never let uh, my circumstances determine my, my future and my attitude. Uh, there's a saying that said that education 
is your is a success to the future, but I don't believe in that. I believe that education is a bridge to a better future, mm. and a, and an able and an enabler for you to then create your own destiny. And nice today, and today, I need to give thanks to my dad for that what he believed in, and to those people that were part and parcel of my life. Uh, I thought when I started in the work environment that everything would have been uh, doom and gloom in the new democracy. But today I can look back and I can say God has been good and my background has enabled me to be who I am today. That's absolutely awesome, Mac. And I love what Mac is saying because the assumption now is we're only referring to instances where you come from a difficult background. We'd love to hear from people who've come from cushy backgrounds where um, you never needed for anything, Mm. but you needed to create your own drive to go either beyond what your parents have achieved or create your own path um, that takes you out of the shadow of your parents' achievements. Actually, on that, uh, I can't remember who was having this conversation, but the person called in on on the show. It It was a radio conversation. And the person then said, you know, I come from such a great background. Exactly. Um, that when I went to university, I was struggling to interact with other children because um, I couldn't relate to them one. But I also wasn't street smart at all. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. street smart at all. Yeah. Um, let's talk to Tepiso from Johannesburg. A very good day to you, Tepiso. Um, good day, Desiree. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Especially, he's got an amazing voice for radio. Um, yes, <laughs> Interview, oh and the boss is listening. <laughs> like, Thanks, he, he's Tepiso. got a face for television and a voice for radio. Absolutely amazing, the full package. Um, Tepiso, my head is filling the room. Let's talk about the topic. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful, what a wonderful topic we're having this afternoon. Um, so I called earlier on and I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to do this, but I thought, you know what, let me do this. So my gra- my grandfather was a migrant worker. And, um, you know, he came from another country and he came through to South Africa, met my grandmother here in South Africa, who was a South African. And they had my mother and then they moved back to the country where my mother was born. And in that particular country, you know, uh, women were never, you know, educated because women were seen as a, a possession of the father. And then when they got married, there was, there was the acquisition, they were acquired by the husband, you know. And my grandfather saw it befitting to educate my mother. And my mother went on to be a lecturer who then taught um, wow, teachers how story. to teach. She went on to become an educator herself. So she became a lecturer at a teacher training college that taught teachers how to teach. And as a result of that, my mother was so, you know, emphatic and so passionate about education because she saw how the course of her life had changed because of my Mm. grandfather. Seeing it, you know, seeing the importance of educating a girl child in 1940. So you have a reference point. Yes. And as a result of that, my mother then, you know, obviously, you know, sowed that seed into my education and my older sister. And I remember just, you know, a few years before my grandfather passed on, I was at tertiary in Durban, and I wrote this letter to him. I don't know what prompted me, but I realized that it takes one person to change the course, the course of an entire generation. And for me, it was my grandfather, because if he had not seen it befitting to educate my mother, I do not know where I 
would have been and where my children would be right now. And so I had to, you know, pay homage to him and say thank you. The kind thank of stories for- we would love to hear today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Tepiso. Tepiso, thank you so much for Hamilton that Hamilton is in Dobsonville. Um, Hamilton, how are you contributing to this conversation? Yes. Um, with myself, it was not on, only the family that I grew in. It is was, It was also the village that mm. I come from. I'm coming from a very small village. We knew each other, the whole village. And then the village, that village, I think by the time I was growing up, we had only one man who was a teacher. So most of um of, of, of the kids back then, we didn't have that view or that ambition of going to school. The only thing we were going to school for was to grow just past time. Because... Even when we're playing, our play was like we wanted to be to work in constructions. We wanted to lift up skills and stuff like that. Not anything uh, related to education. And then that did not motivate me that much. I yeah. was demotivated in such a way that I did not even pass. I passed matric, but after that I said, nah, it's fine, let me go to Johannesburg and work. Mm. Um, but while at work, I'm, I'm such a person that after each and every conversation, when I'm alone, I play back what was spoken. I remember a gentleman I used to work with, he said, you cannot step exactly where your father stepped. Yes, you have to step a little bit further or sideways. So then I, when I, I was home, I played it back and I was like, no, man, my father in his entire life was working in a construction company. I'm also working in a construction company, meaning that I'm stepping exactly where my father stepped. I need to improve. And then also wow. I look at my mother's background. I was like, in her background, she's the only person who did not get to matric. Her siblings, all her siblings, mm. got to matrix, and all of them have degrees. Yeah. So why can't I do something to improve this? Why can't I step a little bit further from where my parents stepped? That's when I registered for in, in UNIS and in. Luckily enough, I managed to, to complete my studies and then well done. obtained... My, my Again, that conversation we were having at the beginning, well that at some point you can say, Yes. Okay, I'm in charge. Yeah, you, 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 need, you need to take accountability also for the decisions that you take that are going to help you or sometimes even um, deflect from what it is that you actually want to achieve. Diamante says that some of us can relate to your stories raised by single parents and being told by teachers that we won't amount to anything. And uh, here we are today being a success and staying in places they never imagined. But the cherry on top is that I vote for the EFF. And uh, this quick oh, well. one. <laughs> yeah. Have to sneak that in. <laughs> you know, Kakiso <laughs> says that I dropped out of two universities and one college, tried everything to be educated because I love school. Now I have huge responsibilities, can't afford to go to school, but managed to get an N6 while I'm working here and there. It's a minute after half past five. We're going to take uh, the news headlines next. But after that, after the Money Web Market Update, we'll continue to take your calls on 086-000-2032 and your voice notes on 0614-104-107. Hashtag SFMBTH. While we're taking your voice notes on 0614-104-107, you can also drop us an X at Aldrin Simpier and our studio line is 86 Desri, what do you have there? I digress a bit, not that it's any of my business, but okay. I was just wondering about your Kruger competition. Yeah. 
how would you let a person from uh, Palabura win? Like they can literally walk to Kruger well, and they it's free come, this week. They want to come and spend time with us. So oh, yeah, it's okay. about that as well. The, exper- the experience economy. <laughs> okay. Let's leave that alone. Um, we have uh, Ramutwati here who sent a message saying, I was born in abject poverty. My mother was a kitchen girl. My mother was a kitchen girl. <laughs> and my father, a garden boy. Actually, oh my gosh, it could be that song. Yeah. I saw how friends, relatives, and neighbors treated us. As an adolescent, every girl I approached rejected me. But fortunately, I did well at school and passed matric and got a bursary and did a three-year diploma. I got a job and studied as a part-time student. I got my first degree and proceeded to doing my second degree. Mm. I built my parents a house and thereafter bought myself a house. Those who used to despise me are now uh, eating humble pie. Um, They now call me names like proud, cheeky, etc. I used all the negatives in my life as a motivation to succeed in life. Ramatlazi's story could be my story. Well done. Yeah, well done to you. Um, we also have a message from, they say they're calling themselves Sky in KZN. I was raised in a middle class family, raised by a single mom, and she did a great job. But I believe if I had a father figure, I would have been a better man. I would have understood how to be a man. I'd learned to be a mm-hmm. man from hip hop. Wow. And the streets. Uh, Aldrin, if you allow me, if you, you know, indulge me a bit. I also have a message from somebody who's a friend, a very respected uh, person in leadership in South Africa. Mm. He's told me his story about how both his parents passed away and he had to be raised by relatives. And he says, um, let me see. Where's that message he sent? Um, says... Oh, some learn from their upbringing and mm. challenges and privileges for a better future. And some learn t- from their... I think he's talking about himself where he says he's learned from his upbringing yeah. and the challenges he experienced uh, and privileges because those to create are there. a better future. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful message, yeah, I think. Those are there. Let's All take right. the final call on 86 Um, It's from across the borders, Mafias in Ventuk in Namibia, saying... Today we live, oh, I think that's not part of. It's, okay, let's see. Is the caller, is is the caller there? Okay. Bit. Um, no, he's, Mafias is there. Mafias is on the line. Mafias, uh, you're calling yes. us from Namibia. Yes. What, what's your contribution to our conversation today? Uh, very good afternoon to you and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I grew up actually in abject poverty. I grew up in the north of the country and my grandmother taught me to always be content with what I have and work hard for me to have what I want to have. So she afterwards passed on, but then I carried on with this legacy where I managed to go to university with the little I had. And uh, today I'm a radio presenter. And oh, nice. The- <laughs> what a fantastic Hello, way to end it on. <laughs> yes. So today I tell the same to my listeners and... Um, Talking about uh, achieving that, one has to uh, mold it into the, our children that we need to self-motivate ourselves and believe that it is possible and also have plan B in life. Because what if plan A, which is education, doesn't work? Then yeah. we have to shift our plans to plan B, mm. which is now to work hard 
believe it is possible without education, and then we'll get where we want. Sometimes you just have to create yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Um, because also the other point is that uh, sometimes academia can just can can only take you that far, and sometimes you find people who are not academically inclined. However, though. They've got the hands. There's always something to create. The skill that they have. Yeah, exactly. So we've come to the end of the show. Just a quick one, though, as before we wrap up. And just listening to all of the people who have been um, contributing to the conversation, especially the people who come from poor backgrounds, do you get the sense that there is a overcompensation because of the background? So you go over and above uh, what your limits perhaps sometimes would be because you are overcompensating for your background. That's precisely why I said to that other viewer that comes a time in your life where you have to acknowledge what got you where you are and then make your own decisions mm. about the path going forward. Because yes, um, I find that we do uh, just put too much emphasis on where we come from as opposed to what we've been up, able to achieve yeah. up to this stage. And the psychology of that also influences how you spend your money, I just heard today. Thank you so much, uh, Desiree Chauke there, a uh, colleague pleasure. here at the SABC. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Love you. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Love you too. We've come to the end of uh, the bonding session and we've also come to the end of our voyage. Thank you so much for choosing Flight SAFM BTH at 3 to 6 with me, Aldrin Simpier. Today we're playing out with uh, Electro Candy, Changes in My Life. And our parting shot is from John Wooden who once said, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And Ntutugo is reading our credits this evening from Edenvale.